You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 311, Can I Hear God's Voice? You know, this is an interesting topic because uh, depending on which segment of the church that you're in, you're going to hear differing opinions on how God speaks. Uh, I've got some very good and well-meaning friends that say that God only speaks through the Bible. And there's so much truth in that. God does speak through His Word. But are there other ways that He speaks and guides us? And, and what I really want to do over this episode, and probably uh, at least one more episode, is kind of present a, a, a holistic and maybe a comprehensive view on how we can hear God's voice. There's a verse in, in Romans chapter 8 that says that all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And I encourage you to read the whole chapter. Um, we never like to just take one verse, verse out of context, but this, is, this, this verse comes out of a chapter in which Paul is talking about what life in the Spirit, life in the Holy Spirit, life lived full of the Holy Spirit looks like. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Again, that's from Romans 8. So what does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God? What does it mean to hear God's voice? And and again, the, the question begs to be asked, does God speak to His people today? You know, when we talk about talking to God, we say, well, that's prayer. But when we talk about talking to God talking to us, some people accuse us of being schizophrenic. And, uh, and I think... Really, as Christians, living a supernatural life in which we are relying on the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know what your experience is. I've never heard the audible voice of God. Um, I've heard some Christians who say they have. That's great. Um, But I think there are clear guidelines in the Scripture on how God speaks and how God leads and guides His people. And um, I believe there's a few few real key details, a few important things that we can even do to, to tune in, to develop our spiritual ears. Number one, we want to make time to listen. We want to cultivate an appreciation for quiet. You know, we live in a very, very loud culture and society. Uh, for most of us, there's something playing in the background, whether it's the TV or some music. There's there's noise in the background for all of us. Uh, I see so many people that, you know, they go to the gym, they pop their earbuds in. I get, I get it. You, you, I like listening to good jams when I'm working out, too. 
But, uh, you know, in their cars, on their walks, sitting in their cubicle at work, they pop the earbuds in, and there's just always something. There's always a soundtrack. There's always music. There's always something going on. And this isn't bad. Some of the stuff isn't bad stuff. Sometimes, you know, maybe they're listening to an audible, you know, an audio book or, um, you know, whatever. I mean, music's great. Um, podcasts are great. Audiobooks are great. But if we want to develop our spiritual ears, we also have to learn to cultivate quiet. Uh, we're never... And, and, and I'll, I'll use that as a blanket statement. We're never going to truly learn how to hear from God unless we also embrace moments of silence. That doesn't mean we have to be quiet all the time, but there have to be periods in our life where we can just tune the noise out and just listen. Just listen. Because in the noisy clutter of my life, it's very, very easy to miss God's voice. You know, the, the, the great, great story in the Old Testament of Elijah the prophet. Um, you know, God didn't speak in the uh, thunder and lightning. He didn't speak in the earthquake, but it was in the, the, the gentle breeze that God spoke to the prophet. And it's the same for us. Um, if we're going to get a sense of God's leading, if we're going to hear God speak to us, we need to learn how to embrace the silence. And, and, and really, you know, those who learn how to quiet their hearts, those who learn how to listen, those are the ones who are going to begin to hear that voice from another realm. And it may sound different for all of us. I don't know. I can't hear how God speaks to you. Um, I think he, he, he speaks to, to all of us a little bit differently based on our personality, our gifting. Um, you know, we, we're all different, and God speaks to us in different ways. But I think the first thing we have to do is we have to make time to listen. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I just want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul in Acts. You know, we're talking about hearing God's voice. We're talking about hearing, uh, cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit and hearing His voice. And, and the book of Acts gives us so many practical examples of that. Um we see in Acts how God speaks and guides His people in the early days of the church. Peter and Paul in Acts focuses on the apostolic ministries of Peter and Paul. That's where the title comes from. But it also traces the early development of the church. Uh, the Acts of the Apostles is really the first 30 years um, of the development of the church in the first century. And my book is really focusing on the things that caused the church to grow. Um, how did God use these two men, Peter and Paul, to make the church grow? And what can we learn from their ministries today? So check out Peter and Paul and Acts. I know you'll love it. Well, all right, we are back. We, we just spoke about making time to listen, embracing the quiet, um, cultivating silence. 
And now I want to talk, I want to move into another realm um, on learning to hear God's voice, and that is God's Word and prayer, the Bible and prayer. And you notice I put them together because I don't think they should ever be separated. And, and you know, I'm, I'm always amazed as a, as a Christian leader when I, I have folks come and, 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 and say, hey, listen, you know, i got a big decision to make. Can you pray for me? And, you know, when, when I say, well, sure, I'd be happy to pray for you. What are you feeling? And sometimes I get this shocked look on their face like, well, well no, that's why I'm coming for you. I'm coming to ask you, Pastor, to pray for me. So, so I'll hear God's voice. And I think sometimes in the Christian realm, we can be a little bit lazy. And, uh, you know, we don't want to do the heavy lifting ourselves. We want to just go to the pastor or the, uh, the leader and say, hey, pray for me. You know, can you prophesy over me? Can you see what, what God would say to you? And while, while I believe in praying for people, and I'm always happy to do it, I think as Christians, we should also do the heavy lifting of spending time in God's presence uh, reading His Word, and praying. And like I said, these two should never be separated. Jesus said, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. And that's in John fifteen seven. God speaks to people through His book. I don't know about you, but I, I often, in fact, daily, I find myself spending time in God's Word. That's one of the first things I do in the morning is spend time reading a few chapters in the Scriptures. And, and, and not just reading it, but actually meditating on it. Um, you know, it's very, very important. That's where we find comfort, guidance, correction, encouragement. But you know, when, when Jesus was saying that um, what He was talking about there in John uh, was was that as we immerse ourselves in His words, it's not just just reading it. It's not just ticking it off the list to say, "Hey, I read the Bible today." It, it's becoming a part of our lives. It's 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 going to really show us and shape us and mold us. You know, I find when I read the scriptures, the scriptures also read me. And, and if I read with an open heart, if I actually pray before I read and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. What do you want to show me today as I read? There'll usually be a few things that pop off the page at me, things to think about, things to meditate on, maybe even a verse or two that I might want to memorize. And, and this is going to serve to get God's Word inside of me. So as I immerse myself in it, as His words become a part of me, then I can pray intelligently because I begin to understand what God's will is. I think sometimes we we have this attitude, we have this understanding that that God's will is some some mystery that we can't know. And I think it's just the opposite. I think God wants us to know His will. I think part of being a Christian is knowing and understanding what God's will is. And again, as we've said, there has to be some heavy lifting. We have to be willing to put the time in. But if we do, we will understand what God's will is. In fact, Paul even commanded the Christians in Ephesus. He said, un, he said, he said, redeem the time and understand what God's will is. That's from Ephesians 5. So we want to we wanna get God's word inside of us. We want to um, let it renew our minds. As I said, we want to let it read us and we want to let it help us. We want to begin to change the way that we think. 
Um, you know, one of the amazing things about Scripture, and this kind of leads into talking a little bit about prayer, and, and I don't know about you, maybe prayer's easy for you. Uh, I find sometimes, even after being a Christian for many, many years, that sometimes prayer can be difficult. But you know, one of the things I love about God's Word, that I love about the Scriptures, is it's full of prayers. Prayers of David, uh, prayers from, from Jesus, prayers from Paul. Uh, there's there's so many different prayers in the Scriptures that I, I take them and pray them all the time. Um, they just kind of become a part of my prayer time, praying the Scriptures. Because I figure if I can pray God's Word, I'm, I'm probably praying some pretty good prayers. I'm probably pl- praying right along in line with God's Word. Um, you know, the book of Psalms uh, from, from King David and many others. Uh, man, oh man, those prayers are amazing because no matter what mood you're in, no matter what you're dealing with, there's going to be a psalm that captures the essence of what you're feeling. and You can take it and pray it right back to God. When we move into the New Testament, Jesus gave his disciples the Lord's Prayer, or, or the model prayer, if you will. And, 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 you know, that's become, for years now, that's become a part of my prayer time. I don't pray it every single day, but there aren't many days that, that go by in which I don't pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And so seldom a day goes by that I don't pray that and I'll I'll meditate on it. I'll pray it slowly. I I don't want to rush through it. I want to think about it. What, what, What was Jesus telling us there? You know, the Apostle Paul wrote a number of prayers as, as he was writing to the churches. You know, he, they didn't have the opportunity to have a podcast or a Zoom call or a teleconference call. And so Paul would write him a letter and he would write out the prayer that he was praying for his friends in that particular city. And these are incredible prayers. They're excellent tools to help you kickstart your prayer life. And, and also talking about prayer You know, one of the things I want to encourage you is also use your prayer time to pray for other people. Look, I I, I can be very selfish. I can take my prayer time and just use it to pray for what I need. You know, God help me with this, and God, I need this, and God help me, and me, 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 me. But really, I, I, I try, you know, a few days a week to use my prayer time to pray for other people. Now, Remember, we're talking about hearing God's voice. And you say, well, if I'm praying for somebody else, I need need this. I need to hear from God. I need the help with this decision. And I get it. But what I find is when I start praying for other people, that I just begin to also hear what God's saying for me. Now, I don't know how you pray for other people. I'll just kind of tell you my secret is I just go through my phone contacts um, you know, I'll start in A and I'll just go through A and maybe I get through the whole list. Maybe I don't. Maybe I just get through part of A and then I'll mark where, um, leave myself a note where I stopped and I'll pray for everybody that's in my phone. And, and, and again, I don't know about you, but if somebody makes it into my phone, then they're probably, we have a relationship and, and I'm going to pray for them. And I'll, and I'll just take that, just take a couple of moments and just pray for them. And, you know, I kind of rotate that through the weeks and through the months and, you know, 
cycle through my phone list, you know, several times a year. But praying and reading God's Word has just become such an ingrained part of my life. I can't imagine doing life without it. So, just kind of recapping where we've been today. We talked about making time to listen, embracing the silence. We also began to talk about God's Word and prayer and how important those things are in helping us hear God's voice. And, you know, in talking about God's Word, just a challenge maybe for the next week for you is, um, I don't know what you're doing right now in your Bible reading, but if, you're, if you really don't have a plan, read the book of Acts right after the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then comes Acts of the Apostles. Read through that over the next week and just begin to mark. You know, take a pen or a highlighter, or if you're using your tablet or phone, just highlight where you see God speaking to His people in there. It's absolutely amazing when you see how normal, what a normal part of the Christian life is for people to be led by the Holy Spirit. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for this post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Also, don't forget to check out the resource highlight, Peter and Paul and Acts. And we will jump back into this very important target, this very important topic next week on leading and learning. 